everybody welcome back to only stupid answers my name is dj woldridge this is the show where we like to talk about movies tv shows comic books video games uh anything we want to talk about and with me as always is the redemptive roxy stryer i will take it I, just, I don't take it anything you say today dj today i'm gonna say yes and. Yes, and I want to create a little of uh, document of like adjectives that I can just like, boom, there it is. Maybe that's on the people. That's Those moistleers, they should ears. let us know what's my adjective every week. Every week, give us one every week. That's such a good idea. That's such a good idea. So this is a very exciting week. We've got a lot of fun things to talk about. We're going to be talking about um, Cruella because that's the latest Disney villain. I always feel like whenever I talk, I don't know about you, Roxy, whenever I talk about Cruella, I'm like, you know, these the, these villain movies they make, and I think it's only Maleficent. It's Maleficent and Cruella, right? And then the Ursula. other live action remakes. Oh, are you talking about, I thought we were just naming villains. You mean the ones who have movies? Yes. Um. Yes, the rest of them have them in there. But yeah, I would say that's accurate. It's just the two of them. Just, just two of them. the two of them. So far. Yes, I am. So far, we'll see We'll see how Cruella does. But that's what we're talking about today. But before we do any of that, every week, we ask you guys a question on, if you listen to this show on Spotify. And last week, we asked you, what is your favorite zombie movie? And we have a few here. Um, Edward Espinel said Army of the Dead. Um, Xavier Thomas said 28 Weeks Later. Elaine Balthazar said Warm Bodies from 2013 and Zombieland from 2009. Um, uh, we got another uh, support for Zombieland, but they admit they're not a huge fan of the genre. Um, uh, Tanner Leitz, I believe that's how you say that name. I have not been a, I have not seen a lot of zombie movies, but my favorite of what I have seen would have to be Train to Busan. Boom, boom. Uh, Nikki says, not a favorite movie, but show is Z Nation. I've heard good things about Z Nation. I want to say that show is made by the same guy that did the last two uh, Universal Soldier movies, which are really good. Um, I've never seen Z Nation, but I've heard excellent things. Yeah, I've heard good things about it. Um, and J.D. Davis says, Shaun of the Dead. And then we got William Niles Wilson says, I Am Legend. Um, and he also really liked Train to Busan. So thank you all for uh, uh, answering that question. We'll have another one this week. I think it's going to be, who is your favorite Disney villain? And you can also go, if you listen on iTunes, you can give us a five-star review. We love it. Um, we got here from Maggie Mouseketeer. Uh, DJ and Roxy are gosh dang treat. I love the new segments of random pop culture stories. Been a listener since day one in 2016 and a patron since 2017. And I love every bit of it. Maggie has been a huge supporter since the start of this um, podcast. And you can also be a part of the Patreon too at patreon.com slash answers. You can watch this live. Um, uh, full two-hour stuff that you don't get on the normal podcast. You can you can watch live. and all DJ, we're a treat. We're, we're, we're a treat. We're a treat. We're a treat. We're a treat. Yay. The cutest thing anybody could call us. We are a treat. Now, but Roxy, let's go into what we're into this week. And you yourself got a treat in the form of the Friends reunion. I did not realize that the, the lag time between the drop of the trailer and that special coming out was, was a week. Well, then you don't care about me at all. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. Listen, this is... This is my thing. This is my 
the finale Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. This is my Super Bowl. This is my this is it, it, if I could have watched one episode of television this year, one episode, mm-hmm. it's this. If I could have watched one episode of television the last decade, it's this. I need that to be abundantly clear when I give my review because there is no way for me to give an objective review on this one. People who are like, but is that how it is? Was it really the best thing that ever happened? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How would I know that? Yes. How could I possibly know that? So here's all I know. This was perfect for me. Nice. It was It was so – so, DJ, I'm assuming you have not touched the 10 football. I have not. Mm-hmm. It's just daggers to my soul. Sorry, Dagger- sorry. I, I did see some. Out. I did see some response, uh, and and the response I was seeing was like, "This is definitely for hardcore fans of Friends." And I was like, "Oh, then Roxy will be happy." That's, I think, what you want to hear after a reunion of a show, yes. right? Yes. Because if it's not for that, then who is it? Who waited seventeen years <laughs> for the reunion of a show? If it's not for the hardcore fans, so any of the websites that were kind of using that as a knock on it, I was like. So the person writing this article is not a hardcore fan. Mm-hmm. So, so why? Uh, it just was so, so great. They did something that was unique to reunions that I have never seen before, where they didn't organize the entire reunion like a sit-down, talking heads episode. Yeah. There were segments to it that were mixed and matched. So there was a game that was on the show back in the day that they played that was a part of the show. And they brought that game back in today, but with uh, non-scripted. So it wasn't a scripted game. They just used that device in order to get a lot of guest stars to appear and run people through and, and do clips and throwbacks and all of that stuff. And that was a really smart device that they decided to use. They also did a full-blown fashion show in which Cara Delevingne, Cindy Crawford, and Justin Bieber Put, displayed the fashion of friends mm-hmm. none of them said a word That's it was wild. unbelievable it was unbelievable justin bieber showed up to dress as a potato rock walk the runway and leave oh my god either either this reunion had millions and millions of dollars to spend on that or justin bieber is just such a fan that he was like i'll be a potato for friends yeah, yeah, yeah. because the people that they were getting on this show i mean Mindy Kaling and David Beckham and people who have nothing to do with any, they just were there. They just wanted to send him videos. BTS. Oh my God. uh, They just all, everybody's sending him videos about the things that meant the most to them. They also had a segment where it was fans all around the world who told, who talked about how the show has really changed their life. Yeah. And that was beautiful and moving and people who had, sick parents like me who this is like the thing they did to feel better or people who were struggling themselves in college and it was their first time away from home and this is what they would watch or whatever the stories were it was people in all different countries in all different cities around the world and that was really great also um, there was a big revelation that most people didn't know if you listen to the rumor mill, the rumor mill, you might have had some kind of idea, but that not only were Ross and Rachel on again, off again, end game on the show, which even though you don't watch, I'm assuming that part you know, DJ, like of all the things made it into pop culture, Ross and Rachel, that was kind of like the thing. I feel like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. 
So Ross and Rachel are the ultimate will they won't they they it starts season one and takes all the way until season 10. So it is a 10 year long will they won't they. And we find out in this reunion that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston were like Gaga for each other. Oh, shit. Which was wild. And people were like, what? That seemed to be the biggest new piece of information that this episode gave us. There was a lot of smaller, funny things like Courtney Cox had her lines written all over the tables and on the apples and like everywhere. Cause she, and had a script in a sink. Cause she just apparently could not remember her fucking lines for shit. Things like that, that were really funny to hear. But the, the big one being that Jen and, and David Schwimmer were like totally, totally into each other. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Wild. So definitely wild. And so I think a lot of people, afterwards we're like could this could they still be a thing are they both single and apparently they are both single so just throwing that out there there were a couple things that i didn't love about it uh minor things i don't think that james corden was the right host for this yeah it's not like he did a horrific job i just am not quite clear on why he continues to be the Mm go-to when it's not i i wish i almost would have rather a random diehard fan or somebody named Roxy Strike. <laughs> just somebody who was so obsessed with it because yeah. I feel like that was just a random job for him to have. And, you know, if you're offered the job, you don't turn that down. But I, I don't actually know why. Uh, but he did a, a totally serviceable job. It just, it didn't feel like he was me. Yeah. Or the 5 million people who would have cut off their arm to sit down with them and have so many questions. But then again, he could have asked a ton of other stuff that we didn't see. They had really great guest stars. Some noticeable ones were missing. Not exactly sure what happened there. Uh, Aisha Tyler, I don't know why she didn't want to come back or if they asked her. Paul Rudd, I don't know why he didn't want to come back or if they asked him because he was a huge part of the show. There was a lot of people who... I know everybody else wanted to see. So that was a little bit of a bummer. Another bummer being that a lot of the cast of Friends didn't remember the stuff that we remembered. So especially Matthew Perry, he has very few memories of that time as we know that he has a drug riddled past and was lights on nobody home for half of the shooting uh, of, of Friends. David Schwimmer, they asked him about this episode, this like keep the ball up in the air episode. And he was like, I don't remember that at all. Mm-hmm. So stuff like, what are you guys talking about? How can you not remember these huge moments of my childhood? Well, I mean, but you know, like you've had to have had fans, because I know from like source fans, stuff like that, fans will be like, what, do you remember the thing that, ah, uh, no, man, we were doing like uh, three of those a day. Like, I don't, yeah, you know. 1000% DJ. However, I'm the fan mm-hmm. in this. And it's like, how can you guys, of your 236 episodes, you don't remember that one minute sequence from one of those episodes that was early on, seven more than 17 years ago? How can you not know that? That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I felt just obsessed with that. But in general, it could not have been better laid out, more fun, and just had a lot of heart, a lot of laughs, a lot of tears. The second the theme song hit, I was just like weeping. I mean, this was huge for us and i really feel like they did justice to the fans it seemed like all six of them really wanted to be there cool which was very important they're all still really close so that makes it nice because they care about each other and they're kind of like hanging on each other and loving each other and i know the girls especially still go out to dinner all the time together so 
it, it was nice to see that Lady Gaga came and performed with Lisa Kudrow because uh, in the show she has this song. Do you know the song Smelly Cat? That kind of went into pop culture too. I've heard Smelly of it, yes. Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. Mm-hmm. So Lady Gaga came and performed that with her. It was actually one of my least favorite parts of the episode as well because I prefer the friends. To, it's not nothing against Lady Gaga, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was a section for the non diehard fans. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to spend more time with Lady Gaga. Yeah, I want to spend time with Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> like, uh, but it was a really cool moment between the two of them because Lady Gaga, they, uh, Lisa Kudrow plays the most obscure of all the characters. Mm-hmm. And Lady Gaga was like, thank you for being the one who was different. You were kind of one of the first of that type where everybody else on the show is kind of playing a straight character mm-hmm. and just uh, not straight as in there. Yeah. Not yeah, straight man to the straight yeah, man. Yeah yeah. 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 How else do you describe that? Yeah. Um, just whatever, uh, whatever. Straight laced. Yeah. Straight laced. Kind of like that. Yeah. Um, very like archetype in terms of either more norm normies. They yeah. were kind of normies. And Lisa Kudrow was never. She was just fucking on one. And she was the one that she's my favorite character. She's a lot of us who either didn't fit in or were just kind of offbeat or a little different. And Lady Gaga thanked her for that. And then Lisa Kudrow thanked Lady Gaga for keeping the torch alive. And that was a kind of mm-hmm. cool moment between the two of them. So I liked that part a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I could, you tell me DJ when, cause I could talk, I could take up more than the two hours on this. So do you have any other questions for me, but in general, it's really, really worked. Well, I think that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad you felt that way. You didn't answer my question is if, if there were things that didn't quite work for you. Um, the, I guess the kind of unrelated, why does James Corden keep getting these things because he keeps being cast in things and it seems like nobody is happy about that but he keeps getting the jobs i don't know it's really strange because he's i don't know it's really strange this is gonna be a weird comment but he's booking right now as if he's not a straight white man and (laughs) and he like but he just keeps getting these bigger and bigger so then maybe he is booking exactly like he is i i I don't know what to make of it because he keeps booking things that like it would take somebody a little offbeat or has had a little bit of a like edge to them and he doesn't so i don't know and then when he is nominated for things or the things he works on are nominated for things people seem really upset about that i know that he has been problematic to certain communities that don't appreciate him or like him and he just kind of keeps skating through. I do think he has an infectious energy and I think celebrities really like being around him because I don't think that he is somebody who ever is, and this is a a positive thing. I don't think he's ever out to get anybody, Mm -hmm. uh, any of the celebrities. I think he's out to make them all look good. He's not going to ask the hard hitting questions. He's always going to try to make people have an enjoyable time. So maybe it's just about, sometimes it's about how the audience feels and sometimes it's about how the inner circle feels. And maybe, maybe all inner circle people really fucking like him and want him there. I guess that, I I don't know. What do you think? I think that's a pretty good, that's all I can guess. I think that's all I can guess is that the the studios like him or also that, you know, the people that are vocal on Twitter are not necessarily always the uh, main viewing audience, like soccer moms, maybe soccer moms really love James Corden. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's definitely, he definitely might have like that Midwest uh group yeah and that's a big big demo so but he is a little for that he's a little raunchy so i 
but maybe just enough. Yeah, just maybe just enough. raunchy enough. Is there other than other than like um, some random fan? Is the, is there a celebrity host that you think could have done a good job with that? I was thinking about this. Uh, I think that, that yeah, yeah, that's actually exactly what I was gonna say. It's actually exactly what I was gonna say because why not? She does that. Yes, she runs a ton of panels, and she was one of the stars of the show. Yeah, so. That would have been cool. They must. Anybody who came back, most of the people who came back, I I want to say every person who came back, but I'm I am not running quickly enough through the cast list. Mm-hmm. Was uh, white, mm. and so they did in later seasons have more people of color on the show, but none of them appeared in this reunion, and I wonder if that is because one of the biggest qualms people have with the show Friends, even though it's a show from the 90s, and if you were a predominantly white show in the 90s, uh, you and fucking most shows. Mm -hmm. But I think that people have realized now that's not what makes for the best television because it's just super duper white. And so I, I think that either they were not asked back the a lot of the characters which would be egregious so i can't imagine the studio making that decision yeah or the characters didn't want to come back or they were busy i don't know but she would have been the best host for the job probably uh there's a lot a lot of of friends fans that are incredibly vocal i actually think mindy kaling would have done a really good job as well yeah she clearly is a diehard reese witherspoon stopped by they could have there's a lot of celebrities who were either on the show um, who or people and, and i'm not saying anybody who's an actor can be a host but some of these celebrities we have seen host things in the past i even think somebody like the rock would have been so fun i have no idea if he's a fan or not but yeah. he's always energetic asks great questions and then i find him to be just so lovable to watch so mm-hmm. but maybe they didn't want somebody who was that kind of level but then they have justin bieber in a potato outfit so who, who knows, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, what about? I remember there was one. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say, didn't Brad Pitt guest star at one point? Did he? Did he show up in this? He, did, he had amazing. He had amazing guest star spot. Jean Claude Van Damme, Brad Pitt, Sean Penn. There was some huge, huge Bruce Willis. We don't need to invite Sean unbelievable Penn, huh? Julia Roberts. There were some huge, That's huge wild. guest stars on this show. It's it has some of the biggest guest spots ever, and. Yeah, there was a lot of people we missed, but the biggest star, the person who was the biggest star who did not come back was Paul Rudd. Yeah. He, he was, he, spoiler alert to anybody who didn't see Friends, of all the friends, he ends up being Phoebe's husband. So that's like, he was a huge, huge part of the show. Yeah. And so he was I when I checked out social media afterwards, the number one complaint was where was Paul Rudd? But we had they had already announced, I think beforehand they had announced every celebrity that was gonna be there. Yeah. And then who was there was every person they announced. Mm-hmm. But they didn't not announce anybody. So I think people thought that there were gonna be surprises. Yeah. But it's like if you guys are announcing people like Reese Witherspoon, of course there's not gonna be surprises. Yeah. Because then you would have just not announced Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. To me, they did as an incredible job as they could. The creators were all there, too. And that was really great to hear from them. We heard all about the original casting, which was a nice way to kind of break up a lot of parts of the episode. And, 
Yeah. Yeah. There it was just, I, I'm nitpicking when I talk about the things that I didn't like, because for, in general, this was 104 minutes of pure gold. Do you want, um, so this was 17 years. So in three years, it'll be the 20th anniversary of 17 years since the show ended. Yeah, it ended okay. in 2004. And it ran 10, se- 10 seasons? It started in 1994. It went until 2004. Oh, my God. So in in three years, it'll either be the 20th anniversary of the end or the 30th anniversary of the premiere, something around there, ballparking. Uh, do you want another one of these in like three years? I think that they, they said in the episode that they're not doing this again. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that's going to happen, but I would die for them to do this all the time. I mean... Yeah. I think that there was so much more to be talked about for us diehard fans. There was so much more. Uh, One of my girlfriends was like, I really wish that they did an hour per season, but they can't do that because they don't remember the seasons. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're not fans of the show. At at one point, Lisa says that there's uh, entire seasons. She's never seen the single episode of. Yeah. So it's not like they're sitting there and they would be able to break things down. They don't know. Yeah. So it would have to be the creators. And then I, I don't know exactly how they would do that. But I would love more often reunions. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. But to not do anything for the 20th would be crazy. They should do. They need to do a rewatch podcast. They need all of them sit down and rewatch the show episode by episode and be like, oh, it would be be really, really wild. One of the other biggest revelations of this was because I don't know. Did you see all the buzz about what's going on with Matthew Perry? Mm -mm. Uh, mm -mm. He's kind of having a sad flick moment. Cool, cool, cool. Where he in the trailer, there there was the trailer that you that people saw that yeah. two minute trailer, and then there were these interviews that were done by either Good Morning America or People. There were these like junket interviews, and in them, Matthew Perry cannot speak. He's mm. like curled over into a ball. He's slurring his words, and the only line he says is when he's asked, "How is your guys?" Uh, relationship now it's just him and the two other boys and they're like what is your relationship like and uh, and matt leblanc says we're like brothers and matthew perry just looks up and says it's very sexual like that and mm. and that went, moment went everywhere and people were like what the fuck's wrong with matthew perry is he back on drugs uh he looks like shit is he gaining weight Da-da-da. and everybody was just kind of freaking out over him his team came out and said he had just had dental surgery that day and that he was slurring because of that who who knows yeah who knows but during the episode a couple of times it came up that he was not particularly healthy not today but just on the show and so things would happen where they would all be talking about remember the live audience and how great that was and he was like i guess but for me if i didn't get a laugh it felt like i might die Mm. and I just remember how badly every time I would say something, if it didn't hit, I I didn't want to be on this planet. Like I could yeah. not handle that. And so he just kept talking throughout the things about there was this one scene where Matt LeBlanc was getting all the laughs and Matthew Perry comes diving in, even though he's not supposed to be in the scene. And he's like, I could not handle the fact that they were somebody else was getting laughed at. I, I, and I was not getting laughed at. I just could not, I could not handle it. He was the youngest one when they were cast. I think he was 24. Mm. And we know that he was in and out of rehab throughout the 10 years that he was shooting the show. And the way he kind of was opening up about his need for constant reassurance and his inability, he thinks he is the least funny and he just can't, it, it was sad. That part yeah. was really sad because the, the rest of them, I feel like are all 
live these like beautiful, confident lives. And he just clearly is, was struggling. That's a bummer. Yeah, that was, that was a bummer, but I was glad he was there. There were questions on like how much of the reunion would he actually be in? And he was there the whole time and they clearly love him, you know, like cool. rubbing his back with him. They love him. He just, he didn't seem particularly well and that sucked. Okay. Well, hopefully that gets resolved. I don't know how to, yeah, uh, I don't know. Better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's a major reason why when you talk about coming back in three years or something, I think that he's a huge reason why they have, are not doing those things. Yeah, He's we'll the one see. that needs to launch the podcast. Then it should be his podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe he should have done the James Corden seat. Maybe he should become James Corden. Maybe he is James Corden. Maybe he is James Corden. He's sad because nobody seems to like him. Nobody notices that he's James Corden. <laughs> Nobody's even, really sad. Nobody even realizes that he's been James Corden the whole time. Me all along. Spoiler, spoiler alert. It's Scooby-Doo mask. It's been mm-hmm. it's been Matthew Perry all along. You were not caught up on the CW shows, the super super shows. I am caught up on Superman. Perfect, because I caught up on that last night, and that's what I want to talk about. We're gonna, we, so uh, you're caught, completely caught up. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about spoilers for Superman and Lois, because I'm not going to beat around the bush on this one. Let's talk about the reveal of Captain Luther, because I have mixed feelings on it. And like genuine, how, you know. How some, are you feeling about the show? Love it. I think it's, okay. I mean, I, I like it a lot. I think Jordan is starting to get a little bit annoying and and I don't like the 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 way the show talks around like it's this like Jordan you shouldn't do that but I wanna and nobody's like saying out loud like no because you could kill somebody this yeah. isn't like we're not dicking around like you you could murder somebody accidentally and that's a big deal and I feel like somebody should verbalize that like I think we're not so that people get aren't as bothered by what Jordan is doing but that is the case and so even though I know. Jordan's a dumb teenager. It's getting a little like, hey man, we somebody needs to get this through this kid's head. like, and he breaks his brother's hand, and everybody is like, well, that's a bummer. And it's like, I feel like the consequences should be. He broke his brother's hand. Like that's not that's a big deal. Like I feel like we should do something about this. I do feel like his brother is kind of saying that in this most recent episode. You watched this week's episode, yes, yes. where his brother is pissed. Yeah. And you know, he's eavesdropping on his brother. He broke his brother's hand. There's like all of these things going on. And it's still his brother, but his brother's like mad annoyed with him, which I get. Yeah. Because what he's doing is is crappy. And I'm with you that somebody probably should verbalize that. But also with with what's happening on the show in terms of if you're an actual parent, is that something that you say to your kid? Maybe, but also that's really intimidating and scary. And does that help? Maybe, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm not a parent, clearly, for good reason. But <laughs> that that seems like they didn't even want to tell them that their dad was Superman. Yeah. How are they going to say to their kid, you're going to murder somebody? Well, I think it's like, I would kind of imagine it's like the same conversation with, you know, I've had this conversation to me, but I've not given this conversation to anybody else because I also am not a parent. But like, if you're teaching your kid how to drive, it's like, it's important that you do these things because this is this machine you could kill somebody with it like that's why that's why we take it seriously because it's a big it's not it's not like oh, because i told you so it's like no there's there's a reason and it's and this is important um how are you fe- before we get into the big reveal of last week's episode how are you feeling overall about the show i really like it i will say that i am 
one week behind on Flash, one week behind on Supergirl, haven't started Legends this season, yeah. don't watch Black Lightning anymore. Which just had its finale, which I heard yeah. was not great, which is a bummer. Yeah. Uh, I only watched the first couple episodes of Black Lightning this season, and then I watched that Painkiller spinoff thing. Which apparently they're not picking up, which uh, yeah. makes sense. It's also unfortunate, but also kind of makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope that Jordan Calloway goes on to be a massive, massive star, but I don't know that that was the show to make that happen. Yeah. So because of that, though, I wait to I know I like Superman because I watch that one before I watch the other ones because I like it the best. Mm-hmm. You know how when like when you have all the things on deck and you're like, oh, this one's here. Yeah. And for Flash and Supergirl, I'm like, OK, mm-hmm. OK, I'll get there. Um, So it is it is uh definitely my favorite. I'm liking lois a lot better than i liked her initially Mm -hmm. so that's really good and i think it's well cast the kids are a bit annoying but they're not they're not bad annoying me yet i also am really liking sloan yeah yeah yeah. no i know lana 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 yeah yeah yeah. i like that she's on board now i like that yeah me too she's on top because that was annoying when she wasn't and now she is yeah i think it's an interesting dynamic with her and her husband yeah. And so that's how I feel in general, obviously avoiding talking about the reveal until you're ready to go there. Yeah, I also am. And maybe I don't know what we're doing with Lana. And I, maybe it's because of the way these shows have taught me to watch them. I'm like, who's she going to end up with? Like, because the two two people she spends like screen time with that I always like, I could see these two be together are Clark and Lois who are together with each other. <laughs> So it's like I, know. I don't what 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 are we doing with Sloane? Because I feel like I want her to I be with somebody know. other than her husband because he's it, obviously the character's written to kind of be a jerk, but I also just don't have a lot of interest with what we're doing with him. So it's like I want Lana to not be with this person, but of our lead cat maybe maybe the reveal that we have, maybe, maybe something could happen there, even though those two characters have not ha- shared any screen time at this point. Okay, so let's go into the reveal. Um, end of the first episode, guy in metal suit, the little uh, computer voice in his head says, calls him Captain Luther. We find out, which this confused me at first, uh, uh, but now now I get it. So it's the, the that was technology st- stolen from Luther Tech. So it just, whoever it's talking to, it assumes is Luther. The person that is actually from this alternate reality is John Henry Irons, a.k.a. Steel from the comics. And... I on one on the one hand I like it because I've spent a lot of the show like why aren't we just doing steel you know because there's the controversy about from the from the one writer and all that stuff it's like why isn't John Henry Irons in the show like I feel like the show could benefit from it and this character has a lot of similarities especially when um, uh, in the comics John Henry Irons has a niece that also becomes steel at one point even though in this alternate reality this is his daughter with Lois that character reminds me a lot of I think it's Natasha Irons is her name. So seeing all that, I'm like, oh, man, this feels like steel. And so then that reveal, I feel weird about it because steel is one of, you know, he was a one of these Superman when Superman was dead in the comics. He's he's a longtime hero, a longtime ally of Superman. So making him an antagonist makes me think about the controversy around the show. On the other hand, when I say I have mixed feelings, it's they it really genuinely mixed feelings. On the other hand, this is a good way. It would have been very easy for somebody like Steele to become the guy in the chair, to become the the Cisco or um, 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 whoever it is in um, in Batwoman, uh, Luke Fox, Luke. 
you know, it'd oh. be that guy, but for Superman. Oh, yeah. I don't watch that show anymore either, by the way. Yeah. Like, you could make him that. And doing this really makes him, puts him in a position to be an equal of Superman. He's not Superman's sidekick. Right now, he is an antagonist, but but I would assume we're going to be resolving that. And once we do, this puts him on a level where he's not, I mean, he is second fiddle to Superman because it's Superman's show. But, but he's not like... Yeah, he's not Superman's sidekick. And so I think that could, in the long run, make this interesting. It just feels like a... You think he's here for the long run? I Maybe that's just me hoping so, you know, because for practical reasons, because the show could benefit from a strong lead character of color. Um, I think this, uh, on narrative terms, I think this show could to benefit from John Henry Irons. And when you have a character like Superman that is so straight laced, it's good to have like a little a guy, a character that's a little edgier, you know? And, and so even though, um, I think we're now on the track of making this character more of one of our protagonists, he's always going to have that edge. Uh, if I had seen what he has seen, it would also take me a minute to trust alternate Superman. <laughs> um, what do you how do you feel about all this? I don't know what their plan is, so it's hard to know how exactly I feel yet. Uh, I do think that they did a good job of of actually like the reveal. Uh, I think they did a good job of painting a picture and the story and the lead up to it all. but I don't know whether I don't know exactly where this is gonna go. I think that how many episodes do we have left in the season? That's a great question. I don't know. Because it's so got to be shorter I, than a normal season because of the COVID. You would think it would be like that 13-episode thing that sometimes they do when they're starting a show, but yeah. I, which would mean that we are getting getting there. Um, and so I don't know. I don't know if I see him as a character that's going to stick around for the next season. Um, it's been watching his relationship with Lois, knowing this is a CW show, and simultaneously having the Lana – superman star lana clark stuff i'm like what is this show's full intention here oh that'd be uh, wild if like wild. if lois ends up with john henry irons or something no but I, I think what would probably make more sense is maybe if lana ends up with him yeah i agree I you know agree. Uh, and uh, then he'll stick around for sure so uh but i do like him and uh, the the actor i think he's doing a good job of doing that mysterious thing without <laughs> d- yeah, he just is doing a good job. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. I don't know where they're going to go, though. So it will depend. And this also leaves us an opening. And also, it's it's good, too, because we're like, oh, it's Luther from another dimension. But then we see ev- literally everybody else from that other dimension looks exactly like they do in ours. So it is it, it is good that it's like, oh, it's not, because he would look the same. And this does leave us an opening to get Luther from Supergirl onto this show Yeah, in a future season. There was that one moment that bothered me, though, with, like, his version of a Google Home, whatever that thing's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that thing that he was using? The device, whatever mm. it's called. Yeah. Where they show the footage, and it's of Clark, and he's like, oh, that's no issue at all. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I always, always, this is always a thing for me, but, like, really? <laughs> they looked at, the like, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. <laughs> You guys are supposed to be like the smartest people on the effing planet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. We're we're rolling with it. But I also got to say, I think the thing that works for me most on the show is Tyler Hecklin as Superman. It's like, it's, yeah, he's great. It's just so refreshing to watch. Like, oh, yeah, Superman. 
that's the that's the guy like that's the i did there was a continuity thing in the in the second to last episode he gets shit, shot with these like what's essentially a kryptonite shotgun and he like rips it out of his body and then literally the next frame there's like nothing on his, his suit's just pristine i was like well there would be even if he healed there'd still be holes in this the suit doesn't heal right unless it does maybe it does i don't know mm, that wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility with fibers i mean you know it's the future alien technology but i'm interested where it goes i just looked it up we have 15 episodes of this season um and i don't know what this episode was it was episode eight so we're about um half oh no 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 this was episode seven so we're about halfway through Hmm. still got about half of season left which is kind of wild considering we're going in the summer yeah it looks like it's going to go till august how are they doing it they're running it straight through now dj or no um all basic, according to IMDb, mm-hmm. the finale is August 17th. It does not give dates for the other episodes. June, July, August. So that would be about yeah. three weeks. That's about 12 episodes. So no, we must have, there must be some weeks off. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get into um, uh, Roxy and my favorite movie of 2021. Uh, we're so excited to talk about it. Uh, I assume based on tweets, Roxy's. Uh, I have no idea how you feel about this DJ, so I'm stoked to hear you. You don't, uh, but yeah, but uh, but uh, shout out to Roxy because she saved the day on this one. I almost missed the screener for this, and she was the one that that uh, put me onto the fact that it was it was going around. So uh, uh, this and uh, okay. F9, we have Roxy to thank for the fact that we're going to be able to talk about that on the show. <laughs> um, uh, so Corella. Uh, the new Disney villain movie starring Emma Stone uh, and Emma Thompson and a bunch of other cool people. Uh, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, as of this recording, it's 74% with an audience score of 87%. Um, with uh, uh, the status being Cruella, can't quite answer the question of why its title character needed an origin story. But this dazzling visual feast is awfully fun to watch whenever its leading ladies lock horns. And it was directed by Craig Gillespie, who also did I, Tanya. And was written by Dana Fox and Tony McNamara with a story by Aline Broche McKenna, Kelly Marcel, and Steve Zissis. So spoiler free, let's start spoiler free. Roxy, what are your thoughts on Cruella? I love everything. And so you guys hear me talk really positively about everything all the time. This was super not for me, DJ. This, I'm not quite sure who it was for when I heard that Rotten Tomatoes ranking that this was certified fresh and that the audience seemed to love it as well, I was, I was really surprised. Yeah. I love Disney live action movies. I love the animated to live action movies. I loved Aladdin. I love Maleficent one and two. I love Lion King. I love Cinderella. The only one I have not really liked so far is Dumbo. Yeah. This, this to me was shocking watching this movie even the elements i liked in it i didn't like in this movie the performances are great the obviously the emmas are awesome both of them are really talented paul walter hauser i always love watching i had no issue with with that 
the costumes are really cool. Yeah. Uh, but I would want, I would listen to this soundtrack on repeat a hundred times before I would watch the movie again. The soundtrack was incredible, not for this movie, but just in general. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you think the, uh, with all those other Disney movies that you mentioned, mentioned that you enjoyed, what do you think the disconnect specifically here was? The story. Mm. The story was, uh, I'm actually not even certain. Was First of all, it was long. Yeah. If it's worth mentioning, it's like two hours in 20 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that. And, and, and that's, uh, that's too long for this type of movie. The story was long and drawn out. And I actually had a hard time. I know that I shouldn't be thinking about this when I'm watching a movie. The fact that I was says how I feel about the movie, but I couldn't figure out its act breaks at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where we were, when we were. The structure of this seemed to be all over the place. Uh, All of a sudden, I looked down at the clock because I was like, we've got to be entering into the third act right now. Mm -hmm. And we weren't even halfway through the movie. Yeah, there's a big uh, high sequence at the center of the film that that is set up as if it's the the big final sequence. Yeah. And And then we weren't. And I was like, well, whoa, what's actually happening here? Um, And so, yeah, that, I mean, I think that without spoilers, but like the very first thing that happens was like, huh. (laughs) And then later on, there's a big reveal and I I didn't care. And that's a problem. Yeah. So that, DJ, how did you feel about this? Um, I kind of don't have strong feelings about this movie one way or the other, which is kind of uh, damning it with faint praise. uh, I like you. I thought the costume design was really cool. You get a lot of mileage out of the setting, which I want to say is in the seventies, um, right? You know, I know we're dealing with kind of, um, and I think they played this up more in the press. Um, you're dealing with a kind of proto punk era. Uh, you're in London, so you get a lot of. I mean, so you so you've got on the one hand you've got all the mod fashion, but on the other hand you've got buildings still bombed out by the blitz so it's just a kind of a cool era and a cool setting with with cool actors and so you kind of get a lot of stylistic mileage out of that um yeah there's a lot of needle drops that are unfortunately like the most obvious any movie set in this era ever has used at least one of these tracks um and one of them one of them is pretty egregiously on the nose not as bad as the cranberry zombie in army of the dead but i like that uh, i like that moment listen it fits the overall tone of that movie um uh, but yeah so it's it's good music it's cool music but it's just like yeah i mean this is what you would do i can't quite shake the feeling whenever i watch these movies it just feels like with a lot of superhero movies too it just feels like a somebody will do like a fan film, like a fake teaser for something like what if Cruella, but like seventies proto punk. And you're like, cool. And, but that's it. That's the entirety of the idea. And we made a two hour, 15 movie minute movie off of that, just that visual notion. And so it doesn't really coalesce into a thing, uh, into like a real story. I think the actors in it are good. Um, that a lot of the animals are CG, which was distracting. Um, but yeah, I think, I think if you're into this sort of thing, what is this sort of thing, DJ, this sort of, I mean, yeah, I guess it's, if you're into the live action Disney's, I mean, Roxy just listed them all and said she was a fan of them and she wasn't a fan of this one. So maybe not, but like, that's why I couldn't tell. What is this sort of thing? A lot of people were like, if you're into devil wears Prada, you'll be into this. And I'm like, but I love devil wears Prada. And there, a lot of people were like, if you're into Maleficent, you'll be into this. And I'm like, but I loved Maleficent. So I, I don't know what this sort of thing is. Um, yeah. And it's tough too, because I feel like 
this type of, we've talked about this before, like a lot of these movies, especially the big mainstream Disney run movies, but also, you know, Warner Brothers, all that stuff. It, it is a product that you're being sold and the best ones are able to escape the gravitational pull of that. And with a movie like this, it's you can feel like the studio checklist, like, well, we need to see her when she's a kid. And we need we literally need to have every beat of her relationships like spelled out step by step. We need to start when she was born and then we need to get to here. Um, and just so many steps to get to. And I think that's why the movie's so long. So many steps to just get to where we're at. Like, I feel like we could have started this movie about halfway through, like when oh, she's right. working for the Baroness. Like, oh, this is this is where you start the story because you can these are talented actors. I can infer her relationship with what is it? Jasper and Horace by them interacting with each other. I don't need to see them meet. Did you like her? Cruella? Yes. Well, this gets like, are you rooting for her? Do you like her? Did you think afterwards like, Oh, she's a good girl misunderstood. Or were you like, Oh, I do not like her. Well, it's interesting. We got a lot of, so I will get into some of the questions here in a second, but you know, I did, um, you know, we asked the question on Discord, and I think a, a particularly good example was Leonard Kim actually did a really thoughtful question or, or talking about he hadn't seen the movie yet because it wasn't out yet, but about like you know I don't think they're trying to get you to like her. Um, uh, I think this is all about you know understanding the conditions, and, and it was significantly more thought out than what this movie is because this movie is not about a bad person this is this it, she's not a bad person she doesn't and, and i won't get into spoilers here but like that we're not we're not setting things up for the 101 dalmatians you know this is not that cruella this is not puppy killer cruella and it reminds me a lot of maleficent it reminds me of wicked the stage play where we're gonna we're gonna center this movie around the villain but for lack of a better term we're not gonna have the moxie to stick with the fact that they're they're a villain. We're going to re- rewrite it so that they're they're a good person. Essentially, they're they're maybe they've got a little they're a little edgy, but they're not going to do the evil things or the evil things you knew them do. You're going to be misunderstood. Um, so, I mean, I like I like Emma Stone, uh, yeah, I like and, Emma Stone and I kind of like the anarchic spirit they tapped into there. And once we firmly establish, like, oh no, this isn't the puppy killer, you know, you're like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm on board. What about you? I just really didn't. I, I know that you're saying she's not a bad person, but like I just didn't like her so much that I thought she was. Mm. I think Emma Stone is really talented, but I think that she was like, she's obnoxious, the character. Yeah, especially I when she becomes be, full on Cruella. Yeah, I just found her to be unlikable. Yeah. And, and so it was hard for me to feel for her with any kind of revelations that took place because I was just like, I, I don't appreciate the direction that you're taking this in. The whole time I was watching Maleficent, I just really, as much as she would mess up, I was like, I just, I'm rooting for her. Yeah, I want her. I'm so rooting for her. She can do this. You can do this. Get there. You can make this work. I believe in you. Yeah. Watching this, I never was like, you've got this. You go. I I need you to take the whole thing. Time I was just like. Yeah. Everyone seems kind of. I mean, some there's somebody worse than you. Yeah. But everyone seems kind of like not somebody I want to grab a beer with. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I I like the idea that she's working with. You know, we developed a um, relationship with Jasper and Horace a little a little bit more. Um. 
Yeah, it just doesn't feel vital. Like, I just don't know if the movie justifies its own existence, um, which I, I think is true. Unfortunately, a lot of the D- Disney live action adaptations. Um, and it's one of those things that's a reminder that, like, you know, I, I'll, I'll be critical of the Marvel movies because, you know, in a lot of the circles we travel in, especially online on Twitter, people will talk about them as if they're the best movies they've ever seen. And so then I compare them to the best movies I've ever seen, and they're not always as good as the best movies I've ever seen. But then you compare them to, like, normal studio output and you're like yeah you know what i mean compared to this it's like yeah because at least like um you know you think about avengers age of ultron it's like yeah they let robert Downey jr was willing and they let iron man be just be a fuck up like he really just shit the bed on that one and we're just and we just have to live with it and move on as opposed to like papering over every slightly negative thing so it's like no this person is is a good person don't don't question it. it's like they let they let their, their characters be messy and flawed and, and all that stuff. You know, I've been rewatching the Fast and Furious movies and I love them. But especially when you watch them in sequence, it's like, yeah, you can tell like how much control Vin Diesel has to like, no, Dom has to be represented this way. Yeah. And it really makes you represent like Robert Downey Jr. was willing to be second billing in a Captain America movie. I'm yeah. sure he got a massive payday for that, but that's that's not for nothing. You know what I mean? Because I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine, I don't know the guy, but I can't imagine Vin Diesel being willing to do that. You know, and it's like, if I'm the... If I'm the head of the franchise, I'm the head of the franchise no matter what. And so it makes – when you see other studio stuff, it's, it does make you appreciate what Marvel has been able to accomplish with their movies. And that for the most part, they really do kind of – you know, they function like movies. They, they, they're they willing to be not the most challenging but a little bit more challenging than something like Cruella is, which is a bummer because, again, Cruella is a villain movie. If you were going to challenge your audience like this, it was your shot. But that's not what Disney's trying to do. They're trying to milk an old property. Right. Yeah. The only reason I'm talking about this the way that I am and because there were some elements that are fine. And if you know, this, it's not like this movie made me angry. At no point in this movie was I like, what the F is wrong with you? I'm just, the reason I'm talking about how I am is because they're charging people $30 for this and times are really tough. And so I want it to be made clear that I, I think that this is one that you do not necessarily need to pay $30 for. Yeah, Uh, That's really the only reason, because I'm not trying to like, yuck anybody's yum and um uh the the director of this has done some other great things and the actors in this have done some great things and they there was there's nobody in here that i'm like we should not be supporting them so for that reason and watching it was just kind of bland and boring to me it wasn't like how could they do that with that character but i just think with the times being the way they are and you already having a disney plus subscription paying 30 dollars on top of that for this movie i i would like somebody to tell me their opinion on it first (laughs) mine is that you can wait yeah maybe yeah if instead of 30 doing 30 dollars if you're fully vaccinated maybe you can go to the to the theaters um and if you're not fully vaccinated don't don't do that. Don't do that because you're you're risking your health and everybody else's health along the way. Let's uh, good do, point, DJ. Uh, let's go to some questions from the Discord. We got one here from Joey. Are there any villains you would want to see receive the Cruella slash Maleficent slash Joker treatment? Treatment. Uh, yeah, Joker is a, a little bit different tonally than those two, but I definitely get why you, they're villain movies. I get it. Uh, yeah, is there what are villains you think? And we talked about the Craven movie earlier. Is there some villains you think? deserve their own movie is this specifically in regards to disney animated 
let's keep it in Disney unless you've got like a villain like right off the dome that you're like, yeah, they they deserve it. Because I know in my... I, I've just wanted to see a Mr. Freeze movie for a long time. So, oh. but that was why I asked that specific question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think they could do something so effing cool with that. Yeah. But in terms of Disney... I mean, what are the obvious ones? We have a Little Mermaid coming out, so I don't know what they're going to be doing with their Ursula. So it'd be kind of weird to pull Ursula because if we're supposed to hate her there, which yeah. I'm assuming. And she, of all the villains, Ursula is probably the the meanest. Yeah, well, it was interesting in the in the Woolridge House. That was the one that got the most. Everybody was like, "Yeah, I'd love to see an Ursula movie." Um, I get that. Yeah, I get it. What about you? I mean, that was going to be my go-to of the Disney one. I liked. I actually thought Scar was the best part of the Lion King remake. So I think mm. you could do something interesting there. Um, I think you could do something interesting with. Um, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, this plays to another question: Are the villains in in you know because Marvel has gotten a lot of shit for the decade they've been around that their villains aren't very memorable? But then you think about it, like the Disney animated villains, especially during the Disney Renaissance, are. Jafar, Maleficent, uh, uh, Ursula, uh, those are pretty well regarded. Are the Disney villains better than the the Disney protagonists? I don't know. Would I don't know. Sometimes Hook. Hook Hook got his own movie. Why isn't Hook on this list of the villain movies? He yeah. got it wasn't his movie, but it was his name. <laughs> I think um, maybe a, a good one would probably be to do the Queen Snow White. Yeah. And figure out why is she like that? Why is she mirror, mirror on the walling? What is, how did she get there? Yeah. Um, I think that's a good one too, because there's not a lot there, which leaves you more room to, to actually tell a story. You're not, you're not as beholden to anything. It's the oldest one, right? That yes. movie came out so long ago. So there's just a lot that we could do with it. I think that would be really, that could be really cool. Um, I think that probably the one that would have been last place on my list would have been Cruella. <laughs> so, so that well, I don't actually know. Maybe it's just because I'm down on the movie. They could have done something that was cool. What like if if Cruella had been this like R-rated, effed up, dog killing, psychotic woman, almost like Charlize Theron monster level movie mm-hmm. coming to Disney Plus? That would have interested the crap out of me. Yeah, I know that could have never happened, but that I would have been like. Wow, how are they going to show her descent to madness? This is going to be wild. Yeah, well, it's interesting too. It makes me think of Wicked. Have you ever seen the uh, the stage the the musical Wicked? Many times. Yeah. So what's interesting about that? Because I, I just saw it recently. Um, uh, you Sam, like it? Sam Bash actually got me tickets. I did. I did. Um, uh, but what's interesting about it is, so you're taking your antagonist, iconic, the Wicked Witch of the West is one of the most iconic antagonists in in filmdom. And you make her a more sympathetic protagonist. And what ends up happening? Glinda becomes your more interesting character. Like, I don't know about you, but watching it, it's like, I, anytime Glinda was on, it's like, yeah, this is this is what's up. Like, And, be, yeah. and because she becomes, she's not a full-on villain, but she is kind of an, uh, an antagonist in that thing. And so her conflict ends up becoming, because whenever somebody becomes kind of your generic good person arc, it's 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 boring. The whole like hero's journey thing has kind of been played out. Uh, so any anybody that's a little bit more conflicted, I think it's one of the reasons the audience has really gravitated towards Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark is because that dude's conflicted. Um, and then if, anyway, uh, so it's just it, I, I don't know if there's a lot of creative merit if you're making a a, a, a revisionist thing about you know a classic antagonist like sanding off those edges. Like say what you will about Joker, 
but I mean, that's dude's still a bad dude in that movie. Like he's still, he's, he's not, he's not a, he's not, we're, uh, I mean, I think, we're not justifying. Yeah, yeah. We're not justifying anything he's done, but like you said, that's more of an effed up R rated, uh, uh, movie. Uh, let's you know what go. Would be to- cool would be like some kind of acid trip with the queen of hearts. Oh yeah. I agree with that. That would be some like bizarro, put that to some Beatles soundtrack. Yeah. Make it as trippy as you can, do, and have like the ch- the Cheshire Cat and mm-hmm. something with all of their. That would be wild. That would be that would be nuts. Let's go to this question from Boiler Huff, and I'm going to adjust it a little bit because I think you've already answered it. In terms of the one one hundred one Dalmatians adaptations, do you think this movie was better or worse than the Glenn Close movie? I haven't seen the Glenn Close movie. It's good. Okay, so and I spent a lot of time watching this. Going, to my wife, like, wait, what? Trying to remember because I'd seen the animated one, so I was trying to pull off, like, wait. You know, you're trying to pull from your memory. I was too. Like, I had a hard time remembering too, especially in the post credits of this. I was like, oh, right, because they meet from the thing. In the dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and one, that leads me to my question, and we don't need to get into spoilers here because we're, we're we're almost wrapped up with the episode and we haven't spoiled it yet, so why start now? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, feel yeah, like yeah. the ending makes it pretty clear that like we're not – because we, we can't go into the premise of the original 101 Dalmatians because at this point it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense with mm-hmm. how we set that up. Do you think – will get a sequel to this and what is something they could do that would make you interested more interested they would have to rewrite the whole future you know like the cruella we got is not the cruella we get Mm -mm. they can't make this cruella that cruella no so it would have to be a completely different story which i actually would be down with yeah I think I would be more excited for the second one of these than I was for this one. You know what? I think you're right based on your, your reaction to it. And I think some of my issues, because I think a lot of the burden of this is the over it's, it's a very complicated origin story. Um, and so now that that's done, you kind of yeah. get a more, then we can just do it. We can just do the thing. Yeah. I would actually be, if they announced that there was going to be a second one of this, I kind of would be on board to be honest. I know that sounds so strange based off the review I gave it, but I feel like maybe the movie should have started where this movie ended. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I feel kind of similar about the Mortal Kombat movie. I was like, if we got another one, uh, you'd have to off one of the I characters. Can't believe I, I still didn't see that. I was so excited for that movie and you're I just fine. never saw it. I'm going to say that you're fine. Rewatch the 1991 because that one's a lot more fun. Like for my life, though, I feel like I need to watch this. I was so excited. It'll come out eventually. You'll be able to see it eventually. Yeah. I'll, I'll be interested to know what you think when it comes out, but I'll like that, those are, we, we got a few other questions, but you know, I think, I think we've basically gone through them all. Let's, before we wrap up any, any final thoughts? Uh, to always make up your own mind. If you see the reviews and this sounds good, then tell me to piss off. Cause you know, again, this movie was not egregious. It was not horrific. It just, to me was a little dull and yeah. a little long. And so I wouldn't spend $30 on it. There you go. I think that's a good note to end on. Make up your own mind. Gosh, dang it. All right. Roxy, where can they find you and what they should what should they be looking out for? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Um, we just dropped a ton of new merch for the World Girls. If you go to the worldgirls.com, you can see all of our stuff. We have towels, fanny packs, beanies, bucket hats, boxer briefs. I mean, we're coming in hot. So there's a lot of really fun stuff over there. And uh, like anything, we gave building a website a whirl. So I'm pretty excited about that. I can't believe that we have one. So check it out. That's awesome. And then if you're feeling lonely, I'm live with Roxy every day on my YouTube. 
Please go check that all that out. Go support it. It's good stuff. Go do it. You can good find stuff. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. I said it before. I'll say it again. Please, please, please go to hellbentcomicbook.com. We are launching soon. We're going to be launching in June. A specific date. We're going to announce our specific date soon. So be on the lookout for that. But listen, there's going to be um, uh, some of our work tiers are going to be discounted on day one. There's going to be special exclusive items available on day one. So you're going to want to be there day one. And the best way to do that is to sign up to the pre-launch page at hellbentcomicbook.com. Um, it's, it's really coming together in a very cool way. So please be there to check all that out. You can find me at DJ talks trash everywhere that matters. And you can follow this show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers, but on Twitter, yank out the vowels from stupid nailed it. Um, yeah. And, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Bye everybody.